You are listening to the Wild Buck Podcast, home of the best deer, exotic, and big game hunting throughout Texas, the U.S., and Mexico. Let's jump right in. Today on Wild Buck, we are headed to the town of Big Wells in South Texas and catching up with wildlife biologist Macy Ledbetter to find out if supplemental feeding really is worth your investment. Does the weather in South Texas ever cooperate when you need it to? It was 35 degrees gusting and drizzling, but we got this episode done. I'm Carlos with Wild Buck. Let's jump right in. Macy, thank you for talking to Wildbuck in beautiful and cold <laughs> South Texas today. The rut has winded down and bucks are not in the best shape of their life right now. With that said, what is the fastest way for a buck to regain peak body condition? That's a great question, Carlos. Thanks for having me here. We're in cold, windy Dimmick County. And as you said, the rut is, is winding down. Here we are. And so we've got to get these bucks back on their peak body condition. Antlers are made by made with surplus nutrition. And the deer have pulled down. They've lost 30, 35% of their body weight. So the first idea is to get weight back on their body so that they're healthy enough and, and able enough to start producing antlers when the clock starts. So we're here today talking about supplements feeding in order to get the body weight the body condition back on these animals as quickly as possible so when spring green up arrives they're ready to grow antlers and the reason and the reason we want bucks to be in peak body condition first is is because in order for them to reach their maximum potential antler wise they must first be in peak body condition is that right that's exactly right antlers are produced with surplus nutrition surplus meaning extra over and above their body and so the antler growing cycle is only 128 days only 128 days based on the seasons and the day length so we need to get the body turned into physical best physical condition so that when that clock starts he's growing antler and not recovering his body alone say supplemental feeding the most popular form is a protein pellet closely followed by cottonseed there's also plant-based protein uh, plots if you could only feed one which would you feed and why man that's a great question I appreciate that uh, behind us you see two different forms of supplemental feeding that you mentioned a protein feeder the big tall green one with the pelleted ration in, in, in inside and then the cottonseed baskets if if I only had to pick one of all of those options I would pick the protein pellet because rain or shine we can put it out there the protein pellet industry has done a great job of formulating what would consider a complete ration all your micro and macronutrients so your your vitamins your minerals all of the things that a deer needs needs kind of like your one-a-day vitamin think of it that way you eat food but you may not ingest all the food to get all of those micro and macronutrients and today's pelleted guys have, have fixed that in a pelleted form so if I had only one way of, of feeding my deer it would be out of a sack now we see it all over South Texas even down in New Mexico why feed cottonseed alongside the protein feeder cottonseed is a good uh, coordination or a good benefit or a good handshake to protein pellets because like we just mentioned protein is it, protein pellets is the micro and macro the cottonseed is very digestible it's very high in fat and it's very high in energy and here we are in, in 
post rut the deer need all of that they need energy and they need fat we need to recover that body as quickly as we as we can so the high fat content in cottonseed delivers that it helps that deer put on fat put on bulk and, and while he's eating the protein uh, pellets for the for the nutrients that he needs to grow antlers how important is it to have water available near your protein station? You know, both of these food sources are, are very dry. And just like you and I eating supper, you want to have a glass of tea or some water there. So to we want to encourage them to eat all they want to eat, but we also have to supply water. So the closer this feed is to water, the more utilization that these deer are going to have. And that's what we're after is utilization. We're putting this out there so the deer can have it free choice, buffet style, unlimited access but eventually he's gonna to have to walk away to go wash this down his throat because all this stuff is, is powder dry so we've got to provide water so the farther away you are from water the less utilization you're gonna get now there is a push to feed protein year-round but for some of us it isn't quite you know financially possible if you had to pick if you had to pick one I mean what are the most important months of the year to feed protein? That, that's a very common question I get all the time and, and, and that is reality. A lot of people cannot afford it. This is not the cheapest thing to do for a deer management program. So what I would recommend is as soon as you finish harvesting that last deer, whether that's December or January or here we are in February through the MLD season, start feeding those deer because again we have to recover their body so that they're, they're primed to grow antlers. And so I would start as soon as the last deer is harvested, whether that be like say January or February, and then the antler growing cycle obviously is spring and early summer the gestation period of the doe she's growing that fetus and then the fawns are born in the, in the dog days of summer when it's so so hot here especially in south texas uh, where the average temperature is 100 degrees so i would feed say from february the first until august or september so that's basically what we consider the growing season, both the plants and the animal. So, so if you were on a budget and you only had a limited amount of time, start in February and go until you run out of time or money, but, right. but you can stop it in late August or early September. Okay, uh, one last quick question. So bucks are usually in their, their worst body condition, would you say January and February? Yes, sir, right now. Yes, sir. We, we, we are at, nutritionally speaking, out in the pasture, there's nothing going on. There's very little green. Uh, you see some forbs coming on, but, but overall, the, the habitat is at its worst right now. Those deer have been running for two months. Uh, this year, in particular, we've had a hard winter statewide throughout Texas. We've had a lot of ice. We've had a lot of cold, and we have been dry. It, it, it's misty raining on us today, thank the Lord, but it has been very dry, and those deer, those bucks, have lost 30 to 35 percent of their body weight. So they look is worse right now than they're probably going to look all year long so right now is the, the perfect time to begin feeding your deer so not only is the habitat in the worst condition but the bucks are also in their worst condition right now so right now is uh, the best and the prime time to to get started with supplemental feeding yes sir if, if you want to start a feeding program you, if you not had one I've already established right now is the perfect time the deer are hungry they need your help so start one right now and they will accept it and they'll they'll be aggressively coming to it because they're at their worst right now there you have it is supplemental feeding worth your investment a big thank you to biologist Macy Ledbetter, the San Juan Ranch, and Nunley Chittam Holden Pasture. For more on supplemental feeding and wildlife services, visit Macy online at springcreekoutdoors.com and Spring Creek Outdoors on Facebook. 
If you learned something from this episode, like, comment, and share it with someone interested in supplemental feeding. Thank you for listening to the Wild Buck Podcast. For more hunting content, information, and photos, follow Wild Buck on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and subscribe to our podcast.